0: Of this thing, no title again. I'm not A little money. Is it rolling, Bob? Yes, hello. Would you like to join me for dinner? <clears throat> I've got a very nice shepherd's pie, homemade. That had been frozen and was just now heated up in the microwave delicious mm. and much nicer than you know the store-bought frozen food I've lately been buying for camping so um, I think I'm gonna try this more often make some dish a chili or something freeze a portion and uh, bring it on future camping trips uh, we've uh, got a bottle of uh, Fantini Sangiovese, a uh, tasty enough wine. It gives itself very high points, 95. Um, 95 points by rated by Luca Maroni, whoever that is, or whatever that is, but uh, yeah, it's decent enough. You know, and of course, we're talking about a $10 wine here. How could they not be decent at that price? Cheers. Yeah. So, where are we? When are we? It is Sunday. Uh, Let me get my phone just to be sure. I think it's the 20th of August. It is, yes. And it's just after 6 in the PM. And I am here. We are here. Sorry. Don't want to get cold. We are here. ...at Voyageur Provincial Park. Uh, When I tweeted that, it gave me the French equivalent. And uh, anyway, it's my first time here. I'm hearing some kind of interference. A odd noise. Anyway, first time here. And I'm really, really glad I came because it's right on the border of uh, Quebec so um it would be easy for me if i had the notion to uh cross over at rigo and uh go visit my old hometown valleyfield which we've done before but i've been there recently so no real need i'm here for two nights so we've got all day tomorrow um this um it's been another good excursion. This summer consists of a lot of little excursions, and, you know, with some new elements thrown in. Um, the Saturday I drove early from Toronto to Kempville for a family gathering. I think I mentioned is heading off to UBC. So we got together, everybody, including... A member of the family who I hadn't seen for 10 years, my nephew, who I used to be very, very close with. In fact, he lived in our house for a while. Uh, He was my, I shouldn't say favorite, but we were close. We had a, a similar sense of humor. He went off to Mongolia at one point, partly inspired by his uncle Ken. And uh, married a Mexican woman, has a, a lovely, or w- lovely, I don't know, wonderful, uh, good-looking, twelve-year-old son from that marriage. Um, but there was a uh, a falling out, and I had not seen him forever. And so he appeared. Uh, maybe he didn't know I'd be there. I certainly didn't know he was going to be there. Uh, but we were there, and we were very civil, and it broke the ice. This ten-year freeze. That uh, was, you know, kind of a, a difficult thing for the family. It was, it was not pleasant. Anyway, that's one of the positive things to come from this family gathering. It's also just nice to gather with what remains of our family. I have, as you know, an older brother and sister. And uh, we've always gotten along well. We're all, the three of us, very different characters. But that's true of any family. So, uh, But we get along. And uh, I think all of us were in awe of my father. Um, I certainly adored my mother. Uh, and the relationships for each of us with each parent, of course, is different as in any family as well. But anyway, it was a very, very good gathering. And I stayed over. I just parked on their front lawn, basically, in the road track. Slept there, had breakfast with uh, my brother and his wife um, this morning. And a good conversation, the kind of conversation you can have with family members if you're open to it. Uh, And he's the person who I would always go to for advice on, on a number of things. We do have good talks about politics, finance, the state of the world, and so on, even though we come at it from different angles, and in the past I've certainly had very different viewpoints. I've been sort of the, more of the radical left one. Um... But um, good conversation, and also he's the person who I would, any time I needed advice or help with my road trek. he fixed the, uh, the big problem I had uh, last time by bringing in a, an electrician friend. And uh, so this question was about tires. Do I need new tires, and if so, what should I get, and what else should I have done? And, of course, that was get Michelins and a front-end alignment. And uh, that will be done sometime. That's going to be an expensive job, but I just keep telling myself, oh, well, I'll just tack it onto the sales price in the end. So, there you go. That pretty well brings us up to date. I've only got a few spoonfuls left, excuse me. Mm. I'm glad I did this. Um, and glad I brought out the wine. I'm It had been opened on my last trip at um, Darlington, so here we are. Looks like I'll, um, I've got a fire log, but I also have a little extra wood that I might be able to put on top of the fire log if it catches. I think it should. I don't know how much heat the fire logs um, create, but they do make a lot of beautiful flames. So we'll see how that goes later this evening. I'm in my shorts and a t-shirt right now. It was hot. And I, was, I didn't sleep well last night, so I had a wonderful little nap. This is the beautiful thing. Driving through the town of Alexandria, which is where I had to make a turn off Highway 43 to get to uh, this provincial park, um, I saw a beer store and some shade. And I thought, you know, I really need a little rest. And so I doubled back and parked in the shade of a tree and uh, had a little nap, made a sandwich, peanut butter and bacon. And um, then got a text from my sister talking about yesterday, the gathering, because she was happy. Her brother and her son reconnected for the first time, if you put those pieces together. Um, And anyway, so I answered that, got back up on the road just pulled out of that parking lot and I got a beep, beep, beep on a horn and I see a silver pickup truck go by and it's my brother. Now we're talking Alexandria. It's in Ontario, of course, but it's quite a distance from Kempville where I had just left him in the morning. And he had gone out for a drive and only by chance did we happen to pass going opposite directions on the main street going through Alexandria. Now he knew the route I was taking, but didn't for a minute think, he would actually see me on the road, but he did. So that was funny. So um, I pulled off, he pulled off, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't reconnect. Uh, we just caught up by phone. So I know this sounds very trivial and so unimportant to you. It, it's just, what else can I do on a podcast that where I just sort of go on about my my daily life? You know, you can't expect uh, fireworks and. Uh, Earth-shattering announcements and so on. This is just uh, family stuff, and that's kind of important. I, I've been mm, in some pretty uh, strong emotional, I maybe mean, not upheavals, but swings, thoughts about my own life, my own, you know, my role as a father, and uh, ah, lots of things that are, are that are gut level. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've still got a ways to go in terms of exploring and, uh, figuring out where I'm at and where the future is. Uh, and then of course that also applies. I can be open with my brother and sister about my health condition and what the results of my next, uh, nerve conduction test might tell me about my future. So I'm going to leave it at that. It's about 10 minutes. This is your welcome, your kick off here at, uh, I'm nicely parked, uh, close to the washrooms, or, well, a, a decent walk to the washrooms, not far, and they are in good condition, and they did have a, uh, a handicap, uh, washroom, which means just wider, you know, and a place to put your stroller, and, uh, very nice shower, so I think I might even have a shower tomorrow, which I rarely do at campgrounds, but that might be a good idea. Scarborough Dudes signing off, and, uh, this is just the beginning of my, uh, voyageur. Um, podcast. Bye for now. A ding-a-ling-ling. Uh, no free trains this time, but I do hear a child uh, screaming in the background, uh, not for the first time today. A lot of children here, and uh, boy, I don't envy... Some of the people camping in tents with young children, and uh, as I said across from me, I, I don't know how to, I, I suppose I shouldn't say anything at all, because anything I say is, is going to be kind of insulting and offensive about those people, and, and that's, you know, <laughs> they're, I'm sure they're doing the best they can with what they got. Uh, they just look like people. No, 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 I really don't want to know those people are hanging out. I would not want them for neighbors, even though they're here in the campsite. I mean, nothing wrong with them. There just won't be any engagement but, uh, boy oh boy, I sure would not want to be part of that picture. A lot of people there and a lot of children and uh, a lot of uh, very obese. Nothing at you know that shouldn't be a factor in judging. It should not be a factor, but it's. It seems to be. There's a collection of things. Maybe the smoking too, right? Cigarettes. That goes with it, and, uh, and just not happy looks on people. Anyway, 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 I'm here in my. Uh, sacred little part of the world. I've just moved over to the campfire. It's a, this is an old park and the fixtures are old like this, this, they have these standard Ontario park fireplaces with, uh, you know, a lid you can flip up and use as a grill. And uh, I thought you'd put something on it. I mean, they're, they're filthy things, but this one is just burned right through the metal. There's been so many hot fires here. It's just burned right through. uh, Whatever other chemical processes break things down like this. But it's okay. I bought one of those fire logs, about $3 in my supermarket. I said, all right, you know, I don't have to go and buy wood. And the kindling and the bags are about $8 each. And, and, you know, like I say, I can't use an axe. I want the simple way. So I brought that along, and then just before I left, I asked Daniel for, uh, just like last time, hey, there's a few more logs here, maybe you could put those in a bag for me and put them in the van, and he did. And then the people who were here um, last night uh, and left uh, this afternoon, left behind a couple of pieces, two or three pieces of wood. So I've got enough for a, a, a good fire, and I've got a good fire going now. I've got my bottle of wine still. I'm slowing down on that. I, I think maybe I've had enough after this glass. I don't want to be too knocked out. And, of course, I have had a toque. Three puffs from a pre-rolled of my own, Jay. I always come prepared. And reflecting back on, um, well, a few things. Number one, how nice it is to have your own little campfire totally under control... And it made me think of those fires that are blazing across the country, across the world. Uh, but in particular, we've had so many in northern Canada, and just the horror of the destruction of of that nature, of the the animals that are trapped, that can't get out, the habitat for them in the future, the homes, the towns that's encroaching on, and people losing things like in Hawaii, whole everything, your, your life, you know, bam, gone. And I think, again, how fortunate I am to live in this little world of, God damn, how did I get it so easy? And yet, <laughs> that, that wasn't a fake laugh, that was real. That's just, that's my reaction, uh, sort of catching myself. And like, no, well, no, some people wouldn't say, no, you you know, everything is uh, whoop-de-doo and perfect. It isn't, by any means. I am concerned about, uh, you know, more limited options in the future, but I know the name of the game is, what are you well, what do you have? Well, you got right now, right now, what the fuck you got? You got a bottle of wine, you got joints, you got a fire, you got a road trip behind that is oh so cozy, you got to climb into bed when you're tired and ready for it. You're going to stay another night. Tomorrow you're going to make yourself a nice breakfast, maybe bacon and eggs. you got some nice buns. you got a mixed up a tuna salad. You had the um, shepherd's pie for supper tonight that you'd cooked a week ago and froze. Uh, You know, it's not like I'm just being given everything. I'm doing these things, too. This is purposeful. I'm going to my brothers. I'm going to be in that part of the country. What other campsites are around there? Oh, Voyager, that looks like an interesting one. Let's book. So, I mean, I did this planning, too. I am creating this reality, I, you know, as we all are. And, and there, sometimes you have to take action and make a plan and carry it out. I had that discussion with my brother today, you know, how easy it is as you get older to put things off or not want to do it and, uh, you know, save it for another time knowing, hey, 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 how many more times you got, buddy? So, anyway, here I am. I had no choice but to share with you. Uh, I did, I think, establish today that podcasting is my hobby. It is now a hobby. never was my life's work. My life's work was, well, to a large degree, it was that. Bringing the students from Japan over this, you know, um, and having people get to know each other. Have these students get to know Canada. Have these families get to know Japanese young ladies and, um, that was a good thing. it was time well spent it was it 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 chalks up as positive overall and i'm I'm proud of that i'm I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm bragging here i'm just it's that the day has had i've had these whoops and swoops and and just ups and downs and uh I do get down on myself, you know, and then so suddenly, like now, I've got a different perspective, and so I'm allowing myself to congratulate myself. Hey, said that to my brother, you know, I I wouldn't, I don't know what, where I'd be if I had not got that one way ticket to Japan. And uh, I was telling him about you know the the role I played when I needed you know how we bought our house and when I needed that mortgage. I knew enough to put on a good suit and go into the head office downtown of uh, Royal Bank of Canada. Say so I need to arrange a mortgage. I'm being transferred to this uh, opening up a branch from a Japanese company. So I was treated very well with the the mortgage line of credit and everything put in because I hacked it. And I had uh, set up a business account too it was all legit but it was a very very small business it was basically it was never more than just me and people I hired for a few weeks recruited um but it worked you know it worked um not what you'd call a success in business, if you uh, if if you want to do that and say, well, well. On the other hand, no, I I did make good money. The books are pretty damn good. No, 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 can't say that. It's just that I didn't have any ambition. Well, no, can't say that. I did have three schools at one point, uh, but <clears throat> I guess I don't know. What am I saying? A lot of things I don't carry through, or just didn't seem the new the the everything's okay. This thing came away. Before that, we had, uh, gee, I guess it was bird flu. And we had uh, that other disease that came to Scarborough. What was it? Before the COVID that shut down another year of two or so. There was some uh, rough spots in there. But looking back, I feel pretty good. And I guess it's a nice thing because I, I wasn't quite in the groove today. It's taken me a while, you know. And that good talk, but it just still, you know. And it isn't that everything is perfect, and there's still stuff I still have to sort out and fix, and tend to, and arrange. So I'm not saying it's all easy. It certainly isn't. Uh, you might say I'm babbling again, and that's what happens when I have a talk. But I'm I'm just trying to, you know. Get in the groove with my mood and and get in the mood that suits my groove, you know. I'm pretty happy with the little fire I got going. I started with that log, but I knew enough to bring a few pieces from home, as I just told you. And uh, they're on there now, and they're burning well. We got a good fire going, and it was effortless. No kindling, nothing else. $3 to buy one of these do-it-yourself fires that you're supposed to burn in your home chimney. And uh, they make good enough fires for here. It's burning hot and good. Yeah. So I I guess part of me feels, Ken, you've got to find a better way of communicating to people. Because right now, basically, you're talking to yourself. And, well, that's what this podcast is about anyway, isn't it? Should be called something else other than Dicks and Janes, because where are the other Dicks and Janes? (laughs) That's you, folks. You're the listeners. You're the the Dicks and Janes out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, I'm just just—I'm still working this and bringing this to cult status. You know that. It's just we got uh, a few hills to climb yet. That was supposed to be a joke. I'm sorry. It felt pretty flat. It wasn't even funny to me. All right. I think the best thing we can do is say, fuck you, and uh, shut off. You're going to be insulting like that. Never mind. I'll be back I might even apologize no trains and the baby has stopped wailing good last uh, last story I'm reading in the book it's been, that book uh, was it it wasn't ruffians, scoundrels something like that, rogues that's it, they were rogues by God, they're well written. They're, each story is at least twenty pages, so it's like a, a full journal article, something you'd see in a newspaper. Uh, you know, like a not just a column, but a, a whole researched project. And uh, they're all interesting, all varied. This, one, the last one was about uh, Rich Israeli making a deal where he made like five hundred million dollars from selling away the rights to a mine in uh, a a valuable uh, iron ore mountain in uh, Guinea. Or is it Guyana? No, sorry, Guyana. Uh, In Africa, the one in Africa, Guinea or Guyana? (sighs) I think it had a Y in it. Uh, Anyway, former French colony. And um, a really smelly deal, but just the, this is one of the most corrupt countries in all of Africa, that's saying something. And uh, so it was a real, you know, into how did that deal get made, that the money is all going overseas, and how many people are ending up with property in the States? Uh, and who, who, how many were just bribed, you know, people going along with the corruption? So it's about the corruption in, in um, you know, mainly Western cultures, but I guess the Chinese are in there too because they want this iron ore Uh, for making steel, which they'll need. Uh, Anyway, that was interesting. And then the very last story is Anthony Bourdain about uh, just a a story about him. And that's just, it's well-written, well-researched, interesting stuff. Facts, you know, a story, but facts. Oh, my God. And 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 often a twist. And well told. You know where to put the parts. It's not always in sequential order. You know, you're going back. Oh, okay. That's who he was. Uh, So, so, boy, nothing like a good book. And this is, so these are the things that are giving me a lot of pleasure in life. I think I've, I've arrived. And maybe this is part of the deal. You're supposed to. You reach a certain age and you're supposed to fucking well be enjoying yourself. If you're not, something's wrong. Try and fix it. Find out what it is. But, uh, you know, I guess it takes a certain kind of selfishness to uh, just simply want to live your life enjoying it. But uh, I think if anybody, like I was mentioning, the soldiers who died in the war last time, um, if you're not going to enjoy your life, like they, they, it's you, you almost owe it to them to make good use of your time. And, uh, you know, I mean... Some might argue, uh, rightfully so, that that involves giving no, more of your time to worthy causes and being out in the streets and tending a soup kitchen. But uh, right now, that's not, that's not in my cards. That's not something I can take on now. All right. Okay. This time I will shut down, and uh, I feel much better. Thank you for uh, staying with me. And yes, an, an apology. Sometimes I'm quite. <laughs> I get very defensive and quite rude. But, uh, of course, none of you are hurt. I mean, you, you expect that of me. Right? Sure. Scarborough dude. Signing off and uh, back to enjoying my fire and another sip of wine. And I don't think I'll have any more tokes either. I think we're done. Maybe an email back to Bruce in Vancouver. Yeah. Bye-bye. Ding dong. Okay, it is now Monday. It feels like a weekend, but it's Monday. Uh August the 21st and about 9:30. I'm sitting in the sunshine now. Um, <laughs> the only reason I'm recording this clip now is a little birdie told me to. Um I was sitting where I had my chair from last night when I sat by the campfire. Um in front of the car, so hidden from all the other campers, and um, gosh, I heard this noise. I got the little table open here with my uh, book, reading about Anthony Bourdain, my recorder, my iPhone, and there was a little splat on the table. And you know, it's it's the black or purple bird shit, I guess, from whatever they're eating. Anyway, I thought, oh god, damn, just missed my coffee by by an inch. And uh, then a second one. Oh, my God. And that one, I think, grazed my um, sleeve. And then, bingo, bango, a bird shit. That re- You really feel it. Bam! Right on my head. Uh, like, you know, I reach up with a piece of Kleenex, and the whole Kleenex is purple. It's just covered in bird shit. So, <laughs> I took that as a as a, a sign. Perhaps, Ken, you should move your chair and not sit under this tree anymore. The bird seems to be... I mean, it, the aim was just absolutely perfect. Like, three out of three. I don't know how many other tries they had, and they hit the ground around me. But, boy, that was prime targeting. So, now I'm moved into the sunshine. It's, ah, uh, oh God... Last night, I sat by the fire, and I only I put on two logs, two or three pieces, and they were pieces of wood, and just let it die down, right down to the coals, to nothing, and that was very peaceful and very calm, because I just, um, I was kind of low on energy, I hadn't slept well the night before, and I knew I wanted a, a calm night. Um, I decided I didn't want any more wine, I had two little glasses of wine, I only had one beer all day, which is rare for camping. And then, um, I thought, you know what would be nice, a little glass of liqueur, a little Cointreau, which I sometimes add to my coffee. I poured a glass, I had one sip, and it just set me on my can. Wow, it's just too strong. I guess I'm not used to alcohol. I mean, I've, you know, some of you would know me in my earlier life as a drinker, but uh, boy, i have really tapering off, which goes well with getting old. Um... So, anyway, I just had one sip, and i that was it. Oh my God, it's still sitting uh, in the glass in back in the road track i couldn't couldn't drink it and um so bed early ish, and God, damn another beautiful sleep The windows open it really temperature dropped during night and got like it's really cool enough that you figure, ooh, I gotta wrap that sleeping bag just a little bit tighter. It's a wonderful feeling. Um, this is definitely the, for me, this trek 190 that I've got is the ideal one person machine because I spread out. I always bring far more clothes than I need, more food than I need. Um, and I just spread it around. I open up the bed in the back and there's just stuff everywhere. You know, I got my books, my recorder, everything is handy and, and it's just I have this system I know I've talked about it so many times but it's I I can't get across well maybe it's hard to unless you're a camper yourself to to understand how satisfying it is to know where things are and and have a system and and some sort of order even though it might look like chaos to somebody else you know okay this is the bag for the, the used clothes this is where we're going to get the fresh ones from. This is this is where we're going to put the things we're not going to use, but we don't have any other place for them, you know. And and everything is, is uh, yeah, ugh, it's wonderful. It's just sheer joy, this kind of camping. And today, so I woke up in just such good spirits. Uh, I was a little, you know, bit of a slump. So, you know, I deal with these things. And partly to do with aging, partly to do with... Uh, You know, some degree of concern for the future. Um, But sometimes you just need a good night's sleep to really pick up your day. Now, I'm reading the last book in Rogues, uh, uh, the last story, and it's on Anthony Bourdain. And it's just so, having loved the show and, and him it's so interesting to get another perspective from a journalist about, you know, the some inside stuff that you wouldn't know from watching the show. I haven't read his book yet. Um, sounds pretty interesting. I might look for that in the library. Bourdain's book, uh, what is it, something Hell's Kitchen? Or, no, that's not it. Kitchen Confidential. Um, I'm going to be very sorry when this. I've only got, gosh... 20 pages left and I'm done with this whole book. But I've got... I have a whole library I mentioned in the road track, so that's not a problem. Um, I, I guess the message... You know, I'm always trying to share something here. And it is to encourage you to read. I'm not saying you have to read the books I'm reading. Oh, you got to read this, you are got to read this. That's, that's kind of dumb. But the escape, you know that you can find in in just some time by yourself, quietly. You know, nice if you have a cat on your lap, too. That doesn't, you know, that's a bonus. But just to read a book that you're engaged in and enjoying. Uh, It's like I've just rediscovered this. I've I've always been a reader, but there was a period, I think, when, I mean, I was watching the news, you know, four or five times a day. I I really cut back on that, too, and on, on television, and uh, it's mostly now either YouTube or just uh, a Netflix series. Okay, so that's all. I'm, uh, today, I'm very excited. I'm going to have a gummy later on in the afternoon, I think, which is going to just tee me up for the rest of the evening. Probably have another fire. Um, I think I'm going to actually go and have a shower. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have a shower. I thought I got a bird shit in my hair. Jesus, that was the final topping. You know, okay, here's a message. Go wash your hair. So that's kind of, that's kind of good. It's not too long a walk with my stroller and I, I have the, again, I'm organized. What do I need to bring with me? change of clothes, the towel, the shampoo, and just getting yourself organized. Um, as simple as it seems, it's very, very different from being at home where everything is already in place. Here you have to do a little planning and thinking. Okay. Scarborough Dude, signing off on a, a beautiful Monday morning. Ooh, 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 bonus, bonus. I have just made plans to uh, spend the night at the cottage once again with my good friend, uh, Mr. Francis Wooby, who I gave a shout-out to last time. And uh, <laughs> apparently he's right up to date uh, because he responded and... Uh, sent out the invites, we worked out a date, and it seems between ba- basically this entire summer, I have had something to do every weekend, and this goes right up until I have my eye surgery in uh, late October. Every weekend, I have something going on. That's, that's kind of fun. That's kind of exciting. It's been a very rich summer. Uh, without having to take a long trip, like out to Nova Scotia or somewhere. Although already I'm starting to think, hmm, you know, before I get rid of this trip, I think maybe I need one more trip across Canada before I get rid of this vehicle. So I'm starting to think already that uh, maybe next year would be the time for one more cross-Canada trip. Um, It would be smart to do it early. You, You can't do it when there's a risk of snow in the Rockies. You cannot do that. You do not want to be stranded, so it can't be too late. Maybe April, May, June. Might have to be June. But uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Stay tuned to the Dixon Jane's podcast because yeah, I'm going to take you places. Bye for now. Ding dong. Check, check, check. It is uh, now just after 4 p.m. on the same Monday. Still sitting here at uh, Voyager Provincial Park. I kind of like it. I'm very glad I came here. Now, the thing is, once you park the van, unlike people who have a trailer and a a car or a pickup uh, who can, you know, set up camp and then take off somewhere, once I park my road truck, I'm not moving. And because of mobility issues and not having things like a bicycle or a scooter, which I see around, I'm not exploring the rest of the campsite. So I know there's water around uh, because I've seen kids in bathing suits or with, you know, beach stuff. Um, so on the way out, I might find that. That's one of the, um, uh, what do you call it, disadvantages of needing a walker to get around. Um but I'm I'm here for the camping experience of just you know I don't need all the extra. It's always nice to see the sea and see the shoreline or get to a beach, you know. And I try and do that when I can. But uh, right here at this park, I don't really know what Voyager offers, other than it's uh, <clears throat> right now. It's quiet and boy, it's cleared out. It's not. There's a whole lot of empty campsites, a lot of tall trees. It's an old park, as I mentioned. I've just come back from having a shower. And I was very impressed. Number one, how clean the washrooms are. The fact that they have a handicap stall and uh, a very good shower system. One of these ones where you push the button, takes a little while to warm up, and then it comes out really perfect temperature and a nice fine spray. Uh, and uh, the, the stall that I went to was big enough to bring in my Wheeler and uh, very comfortable. So I don't often have a shower at campsites, but I'm very glad I did here after getting shit on by the bird. Um, but also, yeah, it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm visiting a friend tomorrow. That's kind of why I went on. I'm reading this book, having finished um, Anthony Bourdain's story, The Bill Bryson, A Short History of Nearly Everything. It's a fabulous, fabulous book. Uh, it's one of the ones I keep here. I've mentioned that, I guess, in the road trek. And mm-hmm. I'm reading about the mighty Adam. I've got all kinds of quotes that I, I've already made a note of that uh, maybe I'll share with you later. But the reason I'm talking about it now is because I started off on uh, Einstein's uh, world. And they got into, of course, physics. And it's fascinating. I can say he's telling the story of how things were discovered and, and, you know, how far back they go. It's just the wonder of science and the wonder of people of science, of people whose brains work to try and understand and figure things out. I am so far removed from that kind of, you know, being that kind of human being. But I I think it's fabulous that there are such, the same way. I mean, I, I go on about how much I'm grateful for having writers and poets and painters and, actors and directors and writers, you know, everything else in the in the field of arts. But I also feel that way about people in the field of science and, and how much they know. It's, it's incredible. Anyway, I have a high school friend who, uh, in high school, he knew he wanted to go to study physics and uh, it seemed, you know, there's a certain prestige attached to it. And this gentleman uh, was always... Um, aware of his public image uh, drove a Mercedes as a classic one um, anyway studied physics and so very often you know his name will come up and I, I or I'll, I have that connection with him studying physics he didn't become a noted physicist or anything no he realized that wasn't uh, really what he thought it might be um, anyway I'm trying to get to the point here, sorry. The fact that <clears throat> reading the passage about Max Planck and whatever he discovered made me think of my friend Mike. And then that made me realize, wait a minute, I'm on the border of Quebec. He's in Beaconsfield. Get out the Google, or the uh, Apple Maps. Wow, that's like 45 minutes away. Call Mike call Mike so I've planned my day for tomorrow and uh, I'm going to see him now the part that's meaningful to me well it's meeting up with my friend Mike who I used to see every year when I did my study tour and I'd end up in Montreal and we'd go out together and have a smoke meet and uh, a little tour of the lake shore uh, and you know reminisce about old times I guess in my subconscious, I must have known that it wasn't conscious at all that this was a possibility, how to spend tomorrow. I was thinking, I'll go back and double back, maybe visit my cousin in Russell. But just thinking physics, thinking Mike, thinking, oh, wait a minute, I'm not that far from there. So somehow all this was bubbling beneath the surface is what I'm trying to get at. And this is what fascinates me about life. Like tomorrow is completely a different day. My plans, I'll be coming home a day later or maybe two days later. Who knows? And having that kind of freedom is absolutely wonderful. Not, you know, tied down to every night is booked and everything is planned. You know where the next meal is going to be. Uh, now I know, yeah, I'm going to go out to uh, Big Pete's Smoked Meat on Il Perot and have my fam- famous, fabulous smoked meat, fries, and uh, a cherry Coke. That's my meal for tomorrow, so I, I've planned it. If Maybe I'm contradicting myself here. I'm just happy about that, um, that I didn't know that this morning, I guess is what I'm getting. I wasn't booked three weeks ago online. Oh, my God, Ken, why does it take you so long? What What is it you're trying to say? I'm trying to say the wonder of life sometimes, the freedom that comes with having things unfold in a way that seems perfectly logical and natural and inevitable almost. And yet, it was picking up this book and reading about physics that made me think of Mike, that shaped my tomorrow. Now, I've moved on to the section on The Mighty Atom, and I just looked over. I'm sitting in my chair right by the picnic table. And I saw this tiny caterpillar. I mean, it wasn't much more than half an inch long. I don't know what you'd call it or what kind it was. But it was on this bench. Now, I've been reading about relative terms the size of an atom and this, this scale of life, you know. I'll, maybe I'll read a quote later. But I'm looking at this thing and realizing in his world... This picnic bench is so long. And he didn't seem to know what to do. He kept coming to the edge. And like, where do you go? It's a big drop. It's two feet to the ground. It's for him to be, you know, oh my God, it's jumping off Empire State Building. It, it just seemed so sad. Like, I've got to help this guy. And again, I know it's tied to this book that put that perspective of the interconnectedness of all life and that everything is made up of atoms and and we can't imagine the scale. That somehow, I was concerned about scale. How? What can I I have to do something to help him. I can't leave him stranded forever on this stupid bench. How did he even get here to start with? Did he fall from a tree? I think he did. And somehow, my God, I don't know. If, you know, I have no idea how he got, ended up here. But he did, and it didn't seem Right. And I knew, I've got to find a leaf, and of course I went and I scoured, and I found just the right leaf to get him. I tried to put him on it, and he didn't want to be put on it. He? he had to get on it on his own, I let him do that. Then I carried the leaf over to a little patch of um, moss and grass and sort of by where the bushes start for for the next campsite. And I figured, okay, I, I don't know what he needs, but if it's anything in nature, it's going to be here and uh put him on that spot and and I felt better for it and <laughs> and then I saw something dart by it was too fast for a chipmunk or a squirrel it was I don't know what it could have been but it just uh, it might have been a bird flying low it just disappeared into that bush and then it made me think ooh for that animal that went past I might have just given him a wonderful little gift ooh a wormy insect to eat. Good. Thank you. So I don't know the fate of that little caterpillar, and I'm not going to go back over where it was and try and find out. But uh, <laughs> now I've just taken a gummy, or a half gummy. It hasn't kicked in yet. But given the way I'm feeling now about scale, about mind being blown away by the realities of life, um, I think it's going to be an okay ride. I'm going to share a couple of the quotes I did, if you don't mind. Um, Oh, interference. Interference from my iPhone. That's odd. All right. One square centimeter of air, that is a space about the size of a sugar cube, will consist of 45 billion, billion molecules. I think I read that, didn't I? Okay. Next one. Every atom you possess has almost certainly passed through several stars and been part of millions of organisms on its way to becoming you. We are each so anatomically numerous and so vigorously recycled at death that a significant number of our items, up to one billion for each of us, has been suggested, probably, once belonged to Shakespeare... One billion more each came from Buddha and Genghis Khan and Beethoven and any other historical figure you care to name. All right? God, I hope I didn't read that earlier. Read it to myself, I guess. Uh all right, finally. Size of atoms. One atom is the width is one atom is two the width of a millimeter line, a millimeter line, okay as the thickness of a sheet of paper is to the height of the Empire State Building. So, that's the width of an atom. <laughs> uh, it's just all wonderful, because is, this, this is real shit, and then you think, people are dropping bombs, people are killing each other. Come on! And I know you can say, hey, Oppenheimer, the scientists did that. You know, created this thing, this monster. Why are you cheering on the scientist? Well, they felt bad afterwards? No, that's not good enough. Um, they've made a lot of horrible nap- weapons, like uh, Agent Orange? Mm, that's not good either. Shit. Yeah, okay. I'll have to come back to you on that one. Scarborough Dude signing off. Feeling good and uh, happy to be camping. And uh, I hope I'm not too tedious in my long explanations I'm trying to explain things that I can't really explain or that are really hard to hold on to it's just the it's the wonder of life the the openness sometimes the spontaneity although this doesn't seem very spontaneous the the decisions that get made by who knows what and how many factors uh the meaning of any of it like it's important i go to see michael tomorrow he didn't sound very well my good friend um and it's just a good thing to do and then it'll shape my return home in a completely different way now did would it have mattered if i had not read that passage and thought about this friend and gone back and it never occurred to me no I don't think I would have. I mean, I might have gone home and looked at the map. I thought, oh, shit. I was that close to Mike. I should have called him. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Now I'm making it worse. <laughs> yeah. I'm becoming more Ugh. boring. Yeah, that's one word. Anyway. All right. It's right. It's been a good day. It's been a really dandy day. Starting with an invitation to uh, join Francis at his It's uh, That's Mr. Wooby, in case you didn't know. Francis was, Woobie. Woobie, yes, spelled just as it sounds. Thank you. All right, signing off. Check, check, check. Let's see the time. Oh, it's just after 8 p.m. on that same Sunday. No, Monday. I'm sitting in my same seat, I seem to have a glass of wine beside me, sitting in the little well that's uh, part of the table that rolls up on this, or flips up on this chair. The chair that i paid a lot of money to have repaired twice know, once in Vancouver, once in Toronto. And, uh, yeah, here we sit. I've just uh, put a clip on the popcorn and put it back. I'd like to have popcorn as a, as a snack for driving. This is a uh, cheddar flavor. But it's, uh, oh, aged, aged white cheddar flavor. But this is a compliment snack. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I think it's better than the butter one I had before. It's the cheapest in there, and I'm just, these days when I see the price of Miss Vicky's, I, I'm not buying that. So, uh, Anyway. I have my treats. I did have a uh, a reason for turning this on and starting talking, but... Uh, I guess I, it's just... I'm, I'm just bringing you an update, okay? I just finished the shepherd's pie. It was very good. Hmm, I could have put some cheese on I was trying to think. I had a slice of cheese out. I had the shepherd's pie. I didn't put them together. Uh, that was very good. heated that up in the microwave. I had it last night. This was the second part. So that was pleasing for supper. And then, um, last night I cooked three sausages. Only ate one. No, I did them. No, I cooked them this morning. That's right. With my fried eggs. And, uh, I found tonight when I heated up half of one that I had left, Oh by God! That it ever tastes good. Now that may be because the galleon has uh, alerted my taste bud saying, "Hey, buddy, good things coming your way." And uh, anyway, I'm reading about the cell in this book, and holy Christ! It, it's just when when you read this stuff. I was talking physics before, and the you know the atomic structure of everything. This is the book I've told you. You know, everything you ought to know about everything, almost, or a short history of nearly everything. And my God, it's well written and fun. There's just enough humor in there and snide remarks, sticky bit interesting. Um, but the business on the cell and what goes on in each and every cell and how they're supposed to die, I'm reading things and I'm thinking, oh my God. Like, this stuff is true. Like, this isn't the work of fiction. This is the scientists have discovered. They know this stuff. But when you think of the reality, like, what is this thing talking to you on some recording? What is this thing that you do? You've got earbuds in or headphones or you're just listening in your bathroom and you're hearing these words, this voice, this person. Okay, that's some kind of an idiot. Yeah, no, that's Ken, this car dude. But... Holy fuck! This the reality of being a human, of of being any life form. I, I'm staring at my hand now, and you know, oh, I can bend the fingers. Oh yeah, I can put my thumb there. I can oh yeah, Ooh, I can wiggle. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, that might have sounded like I was a little stoned. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I'm mean, in all seriousness. Um. As I read about what each cell does, it's just such a mindfuck. And if you think, okay, well, we're, we're, we're talking in these levels of atoms. And, and you, so you try and grapple with the, uh, the explanation of, okay, quantum physics means this and this. And, okay, well, it sounds real. These guys know what they're doing. And then you think of the vastness of space. Okay, and then you think of the microscopic dimensions of an individual cell. Uh, and what's in there, and and it's just, it is really at the edge of impossibility for the human brain to conceive of these terms that these scientists know. I know I have a feeble brain, so of course, I wouldn't expect to comprehend much of anything. But the knowing, this is it. We're, we're chemistry. This is this is this. Why the hell do I have this personality? Why, why, is it, why, do, why are we such complex creatures is what I'm getting at from this basic thing here. And it's about survival. Well, man, do you need a personality to survive? Yeah, it's part of it. Well, what about these? My God, I read about a, a couple of horrific, you know, mass murders in another book. Whoa, what happened there? is that it can't just be because of the mother, you know, that she did this or didn't do this or whatever. There's, no, there's something twisted in that whole cellular network somewhere. There's, whoa, something's not firing right to make somebody, you know. I mean, this was like evil stuff, like it's cruel, like I have no sense of compassion, for that's another being you are you are making suffer in such horrible ways something's wrong here. Anyway, sorry, I guess I'm, uh, I was going to talk about, <laughs> I took a little walk, okay, I took a little walk. It was a good thing, I knew I needed exercise, and I felt beat yesterday just going to the uh, washrooms. Today I felt better, and having the shower was good, and then tonight I said i will walk around, and uh, talked with one neighbor, and then, Stopped by another place, and they had a beautiful trailer, that kind, of, the Allio, I think it is, made in Quebec. Really a, a fine piece of equipment, and they were very happy campers. An older man and a woman, both, uh, you know, in their early 70s and uh, retired. I saw this picture. I, I saw their trailer. It looked good. I saw the couple sitting by a big fire in their chairs, each had a drink. I thought, what a! That's such a lovely, beautiful scene. So I remarked that I said it in passing. I walked past, and then I could, I turned back and looked at them. I got at another angle, and said, "That's such a beautiful scene." Hey, come on over! And right away, you know, the invite to come over, and insisted. And of course, I've got my roller, so I, I got my chair. Nobody's pulling out chairs, but I ended up having a tour of the inside of that trailer. Quite nice. Um, I did hear. I would say far more than I needed to hear about their future plans and some of their past plans and where they've been and when they're going and what they're doing and where they play golf, Uh, mainly coming from the man, the wife, uh, apparently I think there was something to do with the uh, um, brain tumor, I'm not sure, she was a little quieter, Uh, but she would have been the one I would have liked to have been engaged with in conversation, because this gentleman did not want to cede the floor at all. No, where there was an opening, where there wasn't an opening, and this gentleman had full control of that conversation. Uh, and, you know, I, maybe that's why I do a podcast. I'm in total control here. Thank you very much. But, uh, no, this case, it, it was it, there's something lacking in... Social awareness. Oh, you know, okay, now it's nice to ask the other person a question. And she did, but he, was, he wasn't he was capable. Of. And, of course, I tried to steer it in different direction. What did you do before you retired? Well, that was an opening. Whoa, that was a life story. <laughs> anyway, I began at one point. Finally, I thought, okay, now how much more? Because this conversation isn't going to go anywhere else other than the way where it's going. We're not going to settle these shift levels here. And, uh, you know... I mean, not that they didn't have a lot to offer, but it just wasn't. Um, it wasn't going to go to what I would have considered interesting place, especially after reading Bill Bryson. Come on, you're reading about cells and evolution and the age of, uh, you know, space, and and, and then it's uh, trying to remember each of the places visited in the past year. Uh, so, anyway, I left there and completed the circle. I'm very glad I did. I did one complete loop. I might do another loop tomorrow and, uh, maybe take a picture of their trailer and set up because it was lovely and, uh, I thought my friend Lisa might be interested. So, it's been a good day. And the, uh, definitely the, uh, gummy that I had around four kicked in. It's... I could go sit by the fire now and get the fire going. I think that's... I probably... Part of me doesn't care. And what I'm doing, you know, when there was an opening, she asked, you know, how do you plan things? And I said, well, and I gave the story about why I'm seeing Mike tomorrow. How the the one thing leading to another set this little chain in motion. She thought that was quite wonderful. That just gave him another opening. Um, So... I could, you know, somebody would say, hey, you're crazy not to build a fire. You're camping. What else are you can do? You're going to go inside? Well, the thing is, inside is nice. you got music if you wanted. I probably would. But you've got a nice little reading lab. You've got a comfortable bed. Lie down. You can read. You can just go to bed early and read. You don't need another fire. So I don't know yet. As of this point, E15 or so, I don't know. And this is exactly an example of what I'm talking about doesn't matter one way or the other, I'll do the right thing. You know, I don't think I'll be waking up tomorrow, oh my god, I shouldn't have had that fire. Anyway, yeah, I know, I know, I go on a bit, I do lose the thread from time to time. And it's surely getting worse, I mean, but that's the thing, it's a document, it's a document of where I'm at, here I am, 75, yeah, I'm starting to slow down, yeah, I'm starting to forget more things, yeah, I'm using more wrong words. Hey, buddy, it happens. It comes with age. And I say that to what are mostly my younger listeners. The heads up. This wine is tasting good. I wasn't going to have anything. And then when I uh, decided to make the uh, shepherd's pie, I thought, ooh, why anything?" be I look. I've, I've examined the label of every beer can I've got in there, and there's not one beer I wanted to drink. I just didn't feel like beer. It's fine. It's good. Thank you. God damn it, Ken. Shut the fuck up. Please. Give them a break. Okay, I'm gonna stop now. Ken told me to. Bye. Check, check. Check, check, check. Good morning. It is uh, not quite ten thirty a.m. on Tuesday, August twenty-second. I cannot believe it's already the end of August. My goodness, my goodness. I've been I've been saying that a lot lately. That it seems odd for me. I know somebody in my family, maybe my grandmother, might have said that. But anyway. Ah, uh, my goodness, I do strange, strange things and wander about in my talking. Almost as bad as Shane Burley, my God. Whew. talk about a wanderer. Anyway, good to have him back on The Sounds of Awesome. Thank you, Shane. Um, he's, he's another strange one. <laughs> the people I know, <laughs> and I've sort of clung to, are, are the weird ones. So, uh, that's a compliment if you're amongst them. Uh, Anyway, let me get on, please. I've got things to say. First of all, going back, circling back, I I always get defensive about this podcast, The Dixon Jeans, wanting it to be more than what it is. That's that's it. Um, And so then when I remind myself, no, Ken, it's really your hobby. It's just a hobby. And the wonderful thing about this particular hobby, like photography or like, uh, you know, rock collecting, stamp collecting, whatever, is you can make new friends. And podcasting has given me so many new friends. It has enriched my life so much through all the people that I've uh, got to know and and hang out with and continue to uh, develop close friendships with. So uh, thank you, podcasting. And that is just an acknowledgement that if I see this as a hobby, then there's less pressure on myself to make it anything more than that. Oh, cute little chipmunk. Hello. Uh, So... I am reading, still, Bill Bryson. Now, I knew I'd be finished the book about rogues uh, on this trip, and I picked up that Gary Shandling book, which is not all that interesting. Um, But I knew in my library I had Bill Bryson, A Short History of Nearly Everything. And by God, if I could only have one book in the road trek, hands down, this would be it. It is so interesting. Now I'm sparing you because I had all kinds of quotations I wanted to share about the structure of the cell. You get into the atomic level, and and you know the the distance from the electrons to the to the uh, what's the core called? Uh, you know anyway, where the protons and the neutrons are, and then you realize oh, there's more to it than that, and uh, all that stuff, the fascinating stuff that they're they're finding out, which of course led to the atomic bomb. Um, But then you get into the cell and all that it does. And each single cell with its DNA that's just lying there and all the other chemicals that are within the cell that have jobs to do to regulate your body. I I read it with just the deepest interest and fascination and awe. My God. God, that's happening. And, and here, I, I tried to talk about it last night when I was high, that we live on this level of consciousness, of, of the brain somehow punting out thoughts and words and ideas and, and making attempts at communication, which I'm doing now. Uh, but you, you, you're completely oblivious to the reality of what you are this living being, a host of things. When they talk about the wipe your fingers over a dusty ledge and that dust is dead dead cells that have to die. That on The skin, the surface of your skin is all dead. These are dead cells you're looking at now. Um, it, it's just, oh my God. Number one, they know this stuff. How quickly they have built up This knowledge through science, through experiments, through studying, through thinking, through analysis, through repeating experiments. Oh, my God. What we know and what we can do. I've gone on about my eye surgery. How the hell do they do that? Cut open an eyeball and take out this and put in that? Oh, my God. And there are more wonders to come as we discover more. But it is unfathomable. I'm sorry, I can't say that word any better. Unfathomable, unfathom, unfathomable. No, no. Maybe there is not such a word. You can't fathom it. Let's do it that way. You just can't fathom what reality is. And then, of course, you shoot to the opposite end of the the you know receding galaxies, uh, you know, extending from this initial Big Bang, if we go with that theory. Oh my God, you know, none of it makes sense. And then you get back to the little things of somebody got insulted by what somebody said yesterday in a conversation, and it's still bothering you, you can't sleep at night. (laughs) And you think, really? Yeah, well, because it's all relative. We have to function on the level of social beings. This This is how we've got this far, and we'll continue to hopefully evolve. I mean, Oh, my God, I, I just... If, we, if only it were possible to evolve to a sort of... Listen, if you can just make some agreements here, planet-wide, between the various human races and groups and nationalities, to stop hurting each other and see if we can somehow get going together. Now, I don't think I want to answer this. No, it's likely spam, so we're just going to ignore that. Um... It was a 289 number. So anyway, I just in awe of reading this book and trying to. Now I'm just, you know, I'm jumping around in it. I'm up to Darwin and and just coming up with that. And, and the thing is, it's such a rich story by Bill Bryson because he, he brings in the personal anecdotes. You're dealing with not just the scientific discovery, but with the human, with the person. So... Contrary to what I said yesterday about never recommending books for somebody, I would recommend anybody who has not read this book to look for a copy at your library, or or better yet, go to used Bookshop and try and find a copy of uh, Bill Bryson's A Short History of Nearly Everything. Uh, You'll want it as a Bible. Uh, I will continue to go back to this. I've been doing it so much on this trip, and I'm so glad. It is part of... The Sal experience, like this travels with me in this book, uh, in this vehicle when we go camping. So I'm going to get back to it. I just wanted to share that. Um, And, um, yeah, I go on to say, I mean, folks, I am trying to make this something more than just, uh, you know, a daily, weekly journal. Uh, it is that, and and you know, I, I mean, it, it it may not be more than that, but I I am trying to share on some kind of level that I really do do hope touches some of you to at least provoke a thought or to to have some little impact on your day or your listening, so that you might think, oh yeah, gee, I should go do that, you know, yeah, and no, you know, I should get back to reading or. Yeah, you know, if it's Doug, just celebrate the fact that you're so deep into your very fabulous stamp collection. My God, what what a great hobby! And 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 the richness of that. I guess that basic—that's what I'm saying. Experience life, and there are so many ways you can do that. And uh, just pouring through stamps is is just one of those many multitude of ways. Uh, for some of you, it might be musical instruments. There's so many other things. I'm not about to give you information on what you should be doing, but uh, I'm just saying the goal is this marvelous thing called life is finite. We do die. We do get sick and decay, and there are things we can that we once did that we can't do, and, and so you just make the best of whatever time you've got. Don't fucking waste it. Don't put up doing shit you don't want to do. That goes against all your instincts. And okay, okay, Ken, stop with the advice, my God. All right, signing off. But uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so excited. Last night I stayed up till uh, midnight with the fire. Had a really nice fire going, and uh, it, it, this is a, it's a cleansing almost. This, you know, you might go away for uh, a Zen a retreat or something and do some yoga and meditating and eat healthy food. Well no, here I don't eat healthy food, and I drink alcohol, and I take weed. But <laughs> it is a retreat, too, and it, it does have its, uh, I think, its mental health benefits, if nothing else. Scarborough Dude trying to end another clip because it's already gone on too long. But this has been a wonderful, wonderful little uh, excursion, starting with the richness of the family experience, reconnecting with a, a long-lost nephew, uh, having a a heartfelt good deep conversation with my own brother uh, and and even enriching that relationship uh, it, it's it's just it's just so much to uh, to to take pleasure and satisfaction in and to continue to work on and now this afternoon I get to drive to Beaconsfield and meet up with a friend who really had an impact on my life going way back to high school the man who introduced me to uh, Dave Brubeck. Scarborough Dude, signing out from Voyager Provincial Park. Got a happy, happy, happy camper. You bet your booties. Bye for now. Uh, Yes, I have to uh, include just one short passage from uh, the book I've been raving about on the section called The Stuff of Life. Chromosomes constitute the complete set of instructions necessary to make and maintain you and are made of long strands of a little wonder chemical called deoxyribonucleic acid or DNA the most extraordinary molecule on Earth. DNA exists for one reason, to create more DNA. And you have a lot of it inside you, about six feet of it squeezed into almost every cell. Uh, let's see. Look at yourself in the mirror and reflect upon the fact that you are beholding 10,000 trillion cells, and that almost every one of them holds two yards of densely compacted DNA. And you begin to appreciate just how much this stuff you carry around with you. Uh, if all your DNA were woven into a single fine strand, it would be enough to stretch from the Earth to the Moon and back, not once or twice, but again and again. Okay. Um, Altogether, according to one calculation, you may have as much as 20 million kilometers of DNA bundled up inside you. Your body, in short, loves to make DNA, and without it, you couldn't live. Yet DNA is not alive itself. No molecule is, but DNA is, as it were, especially unalive. It is among the most non-reactive, chemically inert molecules in the living world. Um... That's why it can be recovered from patches of long-dried blood or semen in murder investigations and coaxed from the bones of ancient Neanderthals. All right. So anyway, that's just a sample. We dealing with the size and, and the this ultimate reality. And last night, again, uh, maybe the gummy helped, but just trying to think, you, you come up with why like how did all this start this this um, this life force i um, mean you think of it we know that what we're reading here the distance between the electron and the proton or the the you know the it, it just it, it doesn't make any sense for for us to think in those scales but how did it even start like why is there an electron why is why is there anything and you you just you just you're stuck you, you just can't go anywhere with that but it's it's amazing to think about it. and so you keep coming back to Gee, did god create itself you know is is there is there a a purpose to this and i really really keep holding on to this very flimsy uh, thought that it's consciousness is is the end game consciousness awareness self-awareness that, that we are just on the threshold of we are still as primitive species we've got so far to go if we can keep going as humans but it's not about this biological body it's about this this thought process what what, what what's created from the brain this Awareness, this this awareness. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Uh, maybe more enlightened friends can uh, clue me in, but uh, I'm am just stuck there, and I'm I'm just again in awe and wonder and fascination, and find it just so interesting, even though it's it's so far beyond my comprehension, except when. You get back to, okay, so what are these Zen sayings about, what what are we saying? It's, you only live in this, this, this fraction of a nanosecond, this now, that passes. You're you're in this stream and, and moving and there's nothing to hold on to. It's a ride. And every once in a while, you want to, to be able to stop and, t- and take stock. And I think that's what, that's the joy of having a campfire, is you can sit there and kind of numb out and just stare into the flames. And it, it's, I guess it slows down time to some degree. But it, it reduces you to sort of almost a simpler state where your mind is maybe a little freer. And who knows? I mean, you can just get lost in memories or worries or conjectures or, you know, dreams. It could, anything could happen. But it's, it is it is a time to reflect that we don't get enough of in our busy lives. All right, all right. I promised I was only going to read a quote, and, of course, I had to go on and on and on from there. Signing off once again. It's... Uh, Getting near time when I want to think about beginning to pack up. It's, uh, yeah, it's just after 11. I was thinking to be here by, out of here by. Maybe, maybe noon. Before one, anyway. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yes indeed. I'm back. And I'm on my way back to home in Scarborough. I've got about, uh, I don't know, 400 and something kilometers to go. It's a long enough way. Last sign I saw when I started on the uh, Highway 20 was uh, 505 to Toronto. So uh, anyway... It's Wednesday, I was going to be on my way to visit uh, cousin Zeke out in uh, Russell, but um, he not only is dealing with long COVID, but he also picked up a fresh case of COVID and gave it to his wife, I understand, and uh, so my dear wife uh, s- suggested it would be better if I did not go and visit him and bring it back to our home now it may have been safe but it was a, it was a gamble and uh, that would not be good uh especially for my wife who does not want to bring covid into uh the seniors home so change of plans i got up early i think i got about a maybe a six thirty around there a.m start i was parked in a friend's driveway in beaconsfield I I suppose, yeah, I I let you know I was going to go to Montreal instead or Beaconsfield, West Island, Montreal and um, got caught up with him sitting in his backyard it's sometimes I wouldn't say a shock but well, I don't know what the right word is to see a friend who's aged since the last time you saw them like, You're looking and say, whoa, that's different And uh, such was the case with my dear friend From uh, going back from high school days But I guess I knew him best During my years attending Sir George Williams University Where he did too And we hung out with some of the same people At parties in his basement And uh, so we relived and I brought I'm I'm the person in the group who keeps in touch with everybody. A lot of other people don't, but they want to hear about the others. So uh, I, I was the bearer of news, uh, just as I will be updating my friends and who know him about his, uh, where he's at these days. It's a lovely house in the suburbs in Beaconsfield on a quiet street. Uh, if you know Montreal, then you know the West Island It used to be an Anglo enclave. It's very, very English still out there, especially in Beaconsfield. Um, Anyway, he had to go out to dinner. His daughter and uh, granddaughter, I guess, were having a supper for him, which is very nice. So that gave me from about 5 o'clock, 4.30, until 9 o'clock when he got home on my own. And, of course, what I did was uh, check out how do I get to uh, Pete's Smoked Meat on Il Perot. And it turned out it was only 8 kilometers from where he lives. <laughs> A very easy drive. I got in there early, uh, before 5.30. And uh, when there's, I was fourth in line... By the time I was sitting down with my meal of smoked meat, fries, which were excellent. I mean, we're talking the whole potato, like crispy skins and so on. A very, very good uh, vinaigrette type coleslaw and uh, pickles and uh, smoked meat on rye and piled high with smoked meat just the way you love it oh my god um that was the meal that and topped it off with a cherry coke that's my standard order what a treat uh now i'm telling you the prices have gone up and when you add in a tip which you really it's almost you know it's in your face what percentage are you going to give it came to about 25 dollars for you know a sandwich with side of fries, but uh, I was not complaining. And the lineup was out the door. I mean, people travel from far to get to Pete's smoked meat. Uh, the slogan, of course, you've heard before can't beat Pete's meat. And uh, I have a wonderful picture to go with it, which I may use with this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Miles Davis in the background. I hope it's not too uh, too loud. It's loud for me, but I'm—I uh, I don't often record when I'm driving. I'm on the 401, heading east, of course. I mean west. Um, so, a very, very nice excursion uh, to Montreal to West Island, my home area. When I left um, Pete's smoked meat, I went to sainte de bellevue which is on the tip of the island. Uh, McDonald College is out there um, uh, under a different name, I guess, now. I was a Teachers College when my sister went there decades ago, uh, part of McGill University. And um, I did the Lakeshore Drive, uh, Boulevard du Lac, uh, the entire way from St. Anne de Bellevue all the way to 6th Avenue in Lachine. So you're going through... St. Anne de Bellevue, Bay Durfee, Beaconsfield, Pointe Claire, Dorval, Lachine, all the suburbs I am so familiar with, and it was so nice. I had the windows down, you couldn't go any faster than 30 kilometers an hour, you had to watch out for cyclists who just basically took over the road, and hey, you know, wait to get by or whatever uh but what a what a treat stopped a couple of times and um then you know drove past my old home in the sheen on 48th avenue um past my elementary school and high school where i went summerlee and lachine high and then made my way back to uh mike's driveway where i uh parked for the night and uh Said goodbye last evening. I could tell he was getting tired. And uh, when I asked what time to get up, he said, oh, around nine. And I thought, that's a little little long to wait for coffee. So, uh, of course, I've got my uh, Starbucks, you know, extra strength coffee here. And uh, that's just what I finished. So that's my update. And maybe that's my closing to this podcast. I don't know how much I've recorded. Uh, I'm calling it Voyager because that was the uh, the basis of it. But this this trip I had a family gathering on Saturday in Kempville, and uh, extended family, and reconnecting with a nephew, which was very important. Uh, good talks with my brother, very important. Uh, and then two very very relaxing days of camping at Voyager Provincial Park, which I liked very much, and. Um, then uh, this side trip to uh, West Alley to Montreal to catch up with an old friend. I don't know how many more times I'll be seeing it. Uh, Mike, I used to visit every year at the end of my study tour. And we went to Pete's for smoked meat. That was a tradition. So last night I did it on my own. I'm very glad I did that. Checked it off the list. So uh, there you go. i got to uh, pass this car in front of me. so I've got the cruise control set for 110. And this guy's going a little bit slower, so uh, I'm going to pull over and pass him. Scarborough Dude, signing out. Hope you are all fine. I'm behind on my podcast because I can't upload them uh, when I'm traveling. So uh, I look forward to hearing from uh, some of you out there. Bye, bye, bye. Until the next time, this is your host, the Scarborough Dude. Signing out with a little Miles Davis. Oh, yeah.